What is up, everybody? This is Nerding Out Sports, and today, preview of week number six, we have the 1-4 Washington football team against the 0-5 New York Giants. Oh, man. The two bottom dwellers of the awful NFC East going head-to-head for the first time this year. And believe it or not, they're actually kind of similar in how they rank this season. Specifically on the offensive side of the ball, they both stink. Washington's a terrible offense. The Giants are a terrible offense. Washington's 30th in the NFL in scoring. We're 31st. Washington's 32nd in yards. We're 30th. They are the 30th ranked passing offense. We're 28th. And they're the 31st rushing offense. And we're 32nd. I mean... If this game ends in a tie, I would not be surprised. That's how bad both of these teams are offensively. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball. There's a little discrepancy in some stats here, but overall they're kind of similar. Washington is 21st in points allowed. We're 18th. Um, They're 14th in yards allowed. We're 8th. They're 7th in passing defense. We're 11th. They're 23rd in rush defense, and we're 15th. And the differences in the numbers are not that much. And even though the Giants have technically been better against the run the last few weeks, they didn't look good at all against Dallas because they could have given Zeke a few more carries, and he would have been well over 100 yards. So that's why I said the numbers don't really tell the whole story. These two teams are very similar. Uh, Washington's going to be going with Kyle Allen this week. Again, I do not agree with the benching of Dwayne Haskins. I really do feel bad for him. And, you know, you see a lot of Washington fans defending Haskins. Even though he hasn't really played very well, they're still defending the guy. Meanwhile, the Giants fans are almost overwhelmingly trying to get Daniel Jones out of there. A lot of people are defending him. I will say that. There are a lot of people that are defending Daniel Jones, but there is a vast majority of the fan base that is already done with him, which I think is crazy. Anyway, looking at the rest of Washington, their leading rusher is Gibson. He has 213 yards, three touchdowns. Hopefully they can neutralize him. And then you look at Terry McLaurin, their leading receiver. He has 413 yards already. Fortunately, the Giants secondary does have James Bradbury, who has been phenomenal. He has, you know, PFF is not a very reliable source, but he has graded out as one of the top corners in the league. And then you look at the, you take the eye test and you see it. He has been phenomenal. So he shut down Amari Cooper last week. Hopefully he can do the same this week. And then that's going to leave whoever the heck they put in at cornerback two, whether it's Ryan Lewis or Isaac Yadam. Whoever is out there needs to have a big day. Hopefully Peppers is closer to 100% because we didn't see a lot of him last week, so maybe that'll help the secondary out if he's out there more. But overall, the defense has to be better. They were great against the Rams, and they were terrible against Dallas. After that first quarter, the defense just couldn't get a stop, it seemed, to save their lives. They can't have a performance like that again. They probably won't. But if they do, then we're going to have a lot more problems than we thought. Because a lot of Giants fans, are, you know, we're all pretty much in agreement. Hey, the defense is progressing nicely, whereas the offense is kind of just stagnant. We haven't really seen much. 
Now on to the offense. Daniel Jones. But before actually before I get into Daniel Jones, let me talk about Andrew Thomas. Because a lot of people are souring on the Giants' first round pick this draft through five games. A lot of people are already giving up on him, saying he's a bust. Saying, look at Mekhi Becton over on the Jets. We should have took him. I mean, we're five games into the guy's career against some really, really good pass rushers. I mean, look at the guys he's had to go against. Bud Dupree, TJ Watt, um, Khalil Mack. I can't I can't think of the uh the other big name on Chicago, but you get the point. You get the point. He's gone against some really good pass rushers, and he has held his own quite a bit. I will say he has been beaten far too many times for, for our liking, but I said it in my uh, recap last week, I think, that we've seen some really good, we've seen some really bad, and we've seen some in-between. And that's fine. Because the last time the Giants took a tackle that early in the draft was Eric Flowers, and he didn't look good really at all. And he had a full off-season workout program, a full rookie camp, a full training camp. Andrew Thomas hasn't had that, and he has still looked pretty good at times this year. So the whole idea that he's a bust through five games is insane to me. And maybe, you know, if things were normal and we had Nate Solder, maybe he's on the right side where he, you know, he can kind of ease into the NFL role. Not that Nate Solder would have been doing much different, but you get the point. So before anyone starts giving up on Andrew Thomas, this is going to be another real test for him. Because Chase Young has already shown that he's a pretty darn good pass rusher. He already has two and a half sacks. Not a huge number, but he's been been pretty good. And the same goes for Sweat. He already has three sacks. So he's going to go against another damn solid pass rushing duo. So you keep your eye on Andrew Thomas because if he has a big game this week, that's what we really need to see out of him is progression. Out of the entire offensive line, he's the guy you really want to see progression from play by play. Obviously, you want the entire line to get better. But realistically, we're probably not going to see too much more of Cam Fleming at right tackle, hopefully. Um, Zeitler, I don't think, is going to be here past maybe even past this trade deadline. I'm done with Nick Gates. And Will Hernandez actually looked a little bit better last week in run blocking. But overall, the offensive line has been terrible in pass blocking. They've given up the most pressures. Which leads in to Daniel Jones. Obviously, Danny Dimes, he's he's always the topic of conversation because the Giants offense has been bad and Jones has not shown a lot of progression. Now, I have said it on here before that I am willing to be patient with Daniel Jones. I'm at least willing to see how the rest of the season plays out before I start talking about the future at quarterback. Because I've seen Jones show those flashes. And I will agree, he has been a much different quarterback this year than he was last year. How much can we blame that on the new system, on the weird offseason, the bad offensive line, the fact that his top weapon is gone in, in Saquon Barkley, and arguably his number one receiver has been hurt in uh, Sterling Shepard. We haven't really seen much from Evan Ingram. There's a lot of factors. But Jones has not looked very good. Even last week against a bad defense, he did not really did not have a good job or do a good job. 
I will not put that fumble on him because going back to Andrew Thomas, he gave up a easy pressure, an easy sack to Demarcus Lawrence. Any quarterback taking that kind of a hit from the blind side is probably going to fumble. But other than that, he didn't really look great. Slayton had a big day, but he didn't look great. Jones hasn't thrown a touchdown since week one. I understand the frustrations. But I'm not going to give up on the guy, you know, five games into the year in such a weird season. I do agree he needs to be better. And if he doesn't play good this week, it's going to make it a lot more difficult to defend the guy. And the tank for Trevor talk is only going to get louder. And the anti-Daniel Jones fans are only going to get louder. I understand that. So hopefully he's able to come out and have a big game against a team that he beat twice last year. And hopefully he can do that and kind of slowly but surely get that confidence back up and show that progression that we've been hoping to see this year. It's not too late for him to get going. Especially in a year like this where we knew the team wasn't going anywhere. And yet they're still very much alive in this terrible division race. So this game is is going to be... It's going to be interesting to watch because both of these teams are bad. Um, like I said, I don't. I would not be surprised if this thing ends if this thing ends in a tie. I sure hope it doesn't. I do believe the Giants should win this game because they're at home, and their offense did look a little bit better last week. Then again, they were playing a bad defense. So if they can do some of the things they did early on last week and incorporate that for a full four quarters they might finally come away with their first win. So let me know what you guys think. Who gets the win? Giants or Washington? What do you think Daniel Jones is going to do? How do you think the defense is going to perform? Let me know in the comments. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. I will see you guys next time. Let's go Giants. Peace out.